0: Wings up, angels. It's time to fly. This is your go-to place for all things spirituality, wellness, and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Alicia Jane Kuhn, and each week I will be interviewing an amazing earth angel who will be sharing their top tips and advice, as well as leading us through a guided meditation or a healing process. Each week, we will also be giving away an incredible prize. So make sure you are following at Wings Up Angels on Instagram for your chance to win. My wish is for this podcast to awaken and inspire you to live your life's purpose and make a positive impact in the world. Remember, we all rise together. So... Wings up, angels. It's time to fly. A big, huge welcome to Claire Obeyed. So, welcome. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. This is so exciting.
0: Yay, I'm so excited to have you on here. And we're going to get straight into the first question, which is what is the craziest or funniest thing that you have done in the name of personal or spiritual development?
1: I love this question. Uh, There is a few things on my list, but I think the one that I'm going to choose is kind of maybe about 10 or even 12 years ago at the very beginning of my deep dive, and I actually went on a yoga retreat into an ashram, so a much more austere and serious experience, and I went for a cleansing weekend. So we did a practice called, see if I can remember how to say this correctly, Shankar Prakshalana, which is a combination of neti, so nasal cleaning with salted water, practice practice, where you then go into um, a cleansing experience of your digestive system so it's it, it all sounds really lovely but actually it's kind of a little bit personal and a bit violent and a little bit shocking so you're basically in a room with a whole bunch of people you've never met and you drink cups of salted water so warm salted water The the salt is so that actually it doesn't move through your urinary system and obviously through your bladder. It actually moves through your digestive system, and then you do a series of five postures that help the water move through your digestive tract and kind of grab onto debris. So you do this for maybe about five or six cups, so quite large cups, and then of course the urge to go and release in the bathroom, which is fine. You keep drinking, you keep exercising and moving, and that's you know that's pretty basic. But you know you're in the bathroom when you can hear other people in their cubicles and everybody's releasing and it's all just a bit of a joke to begin with. And it's like, okay, wow, this is pretty powerful. I'm literally flushing myself out. Then the next part is where I was like, whoa, okay. I don't know if I read this correctly when I signed up to this. You then drink approximately two litres of that same salted water that very fast You drink it very fast. And the temperature has to be a particular temperature because if it's the right temperature, you will have the uncontrollable urge to vomit. And (gasps) the image that I always flash back to when I remember this is standing over a bridge, over a fresh river flowing underneath, and me and a whole bunch of people, like 20, 30 people, basically violently throwing up over this bridge so again you're purging the stomach and the whole idea here is you do it in spring it's an ayurvedic practice where you're pulling the mucus up and out of your body so an ayurveda mucus is is toxic so you know there's there's
0: oh my
1: gosh yep just vomiting over a bridge and kind of looking at each other and laughing and just being like i just got to pretend that this is normal because it's clearly not but anyway that's probably doesn't sound that crazy but it was crazy for me at the time because it was the beginning of my journey and I showed up and did as much vomiting as I possibly could three mornings in a row with a bunch of strangers
0: three mornings in a row yeah, okay, yeah. That's pretty and then extreme. after
1: well that the, the after that you're then assigned your your karma yoga so what, whatever practice that you have been assigned to to obviously pay your respects and and humble yourself and my practice was to clean the bathrooms so you can imagine the bathrooms is obviously where everybody was releasing and vomiting and doing all sorts of things so I was like yeah this is not what I expected my spiritual journey to be but it ended
0: up being amazing it was a really beautiful experience ah the things we do (laughs) in the name of personal development spiritual development well thank you for sharing that All right, number two, when you are in a funk and having the worst day, what do you do?
1: Breathe, always breathe. Um, I just remember that this too shall pass, that this is not my permanent state, that none of my states are permanent, none of my experiences, whether they're joyful or dark and heavy are permanent. And then I remember that I am an energy being. So my job is to either be with the experience and the funk so just stop trying to fight it stop trying to resist it and actually see if there's some wisdom moving through me from that so what is that funk actually gifting me what's underneath that and it can be something as simple as you need to rest or you're resisting something or there is a message under here that you've not paid attention to and then tapping into the fact that that energy often just wants to move and if i um continue to push past it and hold it back, that it actually intensifies. It almost becomes quite concrete in my system. Like I can feel it hang out in my joints and I can feel it hang out in my heart. So then I'll use breath work. I might dance. I might put music on really loudly and shake it out of my body. So some really um, beautiful somatic practices that I love. Uh, Meditation, if I feel stillness is what's needed there. Sometimes EFT or tapping. And I say this to my clients. I just kind of have this ongoing list in my mind or sometimes it's printed up somewhere. I know what my light practice is. I know the things that help shift energy. So it's not a set sequence anymore. It's not do this, then this, then this. But it's just what do I feel to tap into now that this funk is asking for, if that makes sense. So I work with the funk as opposed to against it.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I love that because there's a reason, right, that you're feeling not amazing. So it's nice to sit in it for a I bit and, and work out, you know, why, why am I feeling like this? What's happening totally. with my energy at the moment? I really love that. Yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Number three, the book that changed your life. I will go back about
1: maybe 20 years ago and it's called The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho and that is probably the first book that I read um, that nudged something inside of me that tugged at something something that pulled at what I now understand to be many past lives within me there's something about the desert and my previous soul history that is really connected and really aligned so I don't place that book as oh this book that changed my life but it's the book that um, watered the seed within me and began something mm. all the other books are incredible and there's many 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 books on my bookshelf and many books that I love and many teachers that I love but none of them have changed my life I've changed my life
0: yes i h- had to do it yes yeah. I like that so something in it has made you change your life not yes the book but the alchemist I love how it's just looks like an innocent little story, okay. but it's like packed with just, oh, incredible spiritual teachings.
1: I know. Yes, I'm I so know. glad
0: you mentioned that book. Thank you. <laughs>
1: You're welcome. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> yes. I think I've got like four copies and I'm like, have you read this too? Take it.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, number four, what is your favourite soul nourishing activity?
1: Um, anything nature-based. So... It could simply be lying in my hammock and gazing at the sky, the trees, the colours, listening to the birds. There's something about connecting with that focal point in in your nature space. Um, The sea being in the ocean, seeing the stars, seeing the moon. I love where I live now. I get the full moon. Right above my bedroom window when it rises, and I often wake up in the middle of the night completely bathing in moonlight. and the last time that happened for me was years ago when I lived in a different place, and I remember it really shifting me quite deeply, and I'm feeling that again. So in terms of soul nourishment, it has to be nature based, it has to be with Gaia, and it has to be uh, something that comes that helps me come back inward. And nature does that for some some reason, her expansiveness brings me back into myself. There's this connection that the beauty that I'm witnessing and falling in love with here is right here. And I feel that. I feel that connection. So that's a real soul nourishment experience for me.
0: Beautiful. Yes, the same for me. It's always nature. And it's yeah. It's like that connection to the beauty and all that is. But I also think it's the disconnection from <laughs> the rest of the stuff as well. So, yes, beautiful. Right. beautiful. Thank you. You're Number so- Five, the most powerful quote of all time for you. Oh,
1: of all time.
0: (laughs) Big questions, I know.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to give you what comes to me today and it's a quote that my old boss, back when I used to be in PR and marketing, came up into the office space and said this out loud and I remember scribbling it down straight away and the quote is, it's only a problem if you object to it. And that was actually quite life-changing for me because I remember thinking wait a minute so the problem doesn't exist unless I object so if I take out the objection the problem is not there and then all the stuff that's constantly whirling through my head and in my experience is actually just a moot point like poof it's gone it's that simple of course it's not that simple but it was the beginning of so much for me it was the beginning of okay stop objecting then Stop leaning to resistance, stop leaning into saying no, stop leaning towards objecting and pushing back and holding back and controlling. What if you just stopped that, played with, experimented with ceasing that? What happens to the problems? The problems are now seen through a completely different lens and it just shifted so much. So in 15 years of self-development, that's still the quote that I remember.
0: Yeah, I have no idea who said it. No, I haven't heard it before, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah it does. It shifts your perspective on anything that you look at. And mm-hmm. I think that if you do, like I haven't heard that quote before, but I think I've done a fair bit of work around that because now when I think, you know, what problems do I have, I can't actually really think of any problems that I have. So, yes, that, mm-hmm. that would be really powerful for people to shift their perspective on on problems. Totally. And as a
1: mother, it's been a thread that has carried me through the experience of surrender because there's so many moments in my day with two small children that I can easily label as a problem. You know, I'm trying to cook breakfast and you're at my feet and you're screaming at me because you're hungry and I can't go any faster and I can't pick you up and I can't do that. And it's like all of this feels like a massive problem. And then I object and then I push back and then I feel the resistance or I get frustrated. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back about three steps and erase out the word problem. It is just what it is. It is just what it is in this moment. Yeah. So how do I stay cool and calm and collected in that moment? And then, oh, my God, it isn't a problem. There was no objection. Everything is all good. We got there. Yeah. So it's, it's quite life-changing in that way just from a daily experience.
0: Yeah, what a beautiful practice. You could practice that throughout your whole day, wouldn't you? Oh, I do. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> Wonderful. I do. Oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, okay, number six, what is the most effective complementary therapy you have tried? All
1: of them. All <laughs> of them. Acupuncture, hypnotherapy, tapping, kinesiology, energetic healing, past life regression, Reiki, breath work, EFT, yoga, um, all of it, all of it, all at different times, different modalities will come to me when I'm ready for that modality. And like recently I did a two hour hypnotherapy session. It was like, okay, you've showed up in my life at this particular point. I'm going to step forward to that. Okay. Now it's chiropractor. Okay, cool. Let's do that. And I just tune in and I always sit with the decision for a little bit before I make that choice. But if it's calling me, I give it a shot and I trust that Um, something in my energetic being is asking for that healing modality so yeah all of it so whatever you're doing right now is perfect
0: (laughs) yes I feel the same I do all of the things and yes just sort of watch for the signs sort of I read something like uh, a few weeks ago I read something about Vedic astrology and yeah. I was like, oh, that seems interesting. And then I met a lady last week who was like, oh, I have this beautiful Vedic astrologer working at my new space. And I was like, oh, there's a, you know, and it keeps sort of tapping you yeah. on the shoulder. It's a nice sign that, oh, maybe you should give it a go.
1: That's so yes. it. That's so it. And I just think it's really beautiful to just not complicate things. If it's calling you reach out to it. it doesn't mean that you have to forget your beloved Reiki or your whatever it is that you normally do reach out to it try it on and then you can come back full circle to something else I just think we need to be fluid because it's all energy work it just works through a different channel works through a different um set of hands or a different person that needs to give something to you in that moment thank
0: you okay number seven what is your daily must do to keep saying thing
1: there's always meditation There's always breath work, whether it's uh, breath work while I'm cooking dinner. I just find a way to incorporate it or whether it's um, breath work and a bit of movement in the morning. So I often get up somewhere between 5 and 5.30 and just sit and then see what happens. I need to see nature, even if I can't actually be completely immersed in it. So I haven't been to the beach all week. And that's okay, but I need to see the sunrise from my window or I need to sit on the earth while the kids play in the garden or I need to touch a plant or a leaf or something. I need to just have some connection, some touch point with nature.
0: Oh, beautiful. And I love how you... Um, mentioned how you incorporate them into your day so you don't have to sit down for 20 minutes with no distraction to do breath work you can actually do it while you're cooking or you know incorporate sitting in nature while you're playing with your children yeah Yeah. that's
1: fabulous look I think I had to get to that because as a mother there was a period of time after my first child where I, I lost myself and it's not that who I am is a result of the practices that I do but I lost a connection to myself because I didn't know how to do the things that bring me home around my child it was also consuming when I let go of the parameters and the boundaries that say it has to look like this at this time uninterrupted and in perfect stillness and I just allow it to flow in my day it all changed so sometimes my son will wake up and I'll be on my mat in my room and I'm rolling around and breathing and doing whatever it is I do and he will just kind of tuck in under my arm or roll on the floor or stare out the window with me and I just uh, completely surrender to having them in that experience with me instead of going okay time to stop this is finished it's just got to be integrated it just has to be
0: oh that's really nice yeah I think a lot of people really benefit from hearing that and how you do that and yes yes Great, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, number eight, what has been your biggest life lesson and the piece of advice you'd give your younger self?
1: Okay, so this one I actually had to write down because it actually came through in my hypnotherapy session. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also related to my recent study and understanding of my human design type, which is generator. Mm -hmm. And I'm an emotional authority solar plexus. So what I now really understand about myself, and I've understood this over the last couple of years, but in my hypnotherapy session, I actually visited my younger self. So this message was passed directly onto her. uh, And that is to not make decisions instantly from emotions, whether they're high or low. So that my emotions are my guide, but I need to sit with them and let clarity come through first. So there's a lot of things that I did as a young child, as a young teenager, that were um, reactions to emotions and behaviours then that were not aligned and not for my highest good, uh, that were just, you know, qu- quick reactions off something that I was feeling. So I rushed into things or I did things because something externally triggered me. I had an emotion and then bang, there I am doing something without actually sitting with it. So my advice would be just take a moment. You don't have to decide that now. You can feel into it. Yes, your emotions are spot on, but you also just need to give space around that emotion to see how it lands. I don't know how I would exactly pass that on to a teenager in a way that's Mm really succinct so she gets it and doesn't brush me off. But That
0: that made a lot of sense, what you just said, and I think it's very uh, especially... I find women are very emotional beings when it comes to making decisions like that, yeah. and uh, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> I get so excited so easily. It's like, yes, I can start 10 things this week. <laughs> so I'm going to take your advice too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty It's pretty life-changing. I recently started a, a training in um, Magdalene, womb yoga training. And it landed for me very quickly. I felt the yes very quickly. That's what happens for me. But I remember going, "Mm -mm, no, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. Okay. Something's come at you. You're going to respond probably with a yes, but you're going to wait until the clarity on that. Yes is so strong. And it took about three weeks. And then I remember walking into my bedroom and I just got a clear bang. Yes. All the way through my body. And it felt really. The pathway was completely unblocked whereas three weeks before that it was like "Mm, mm, mm, yes yes no no yes no so it does it makes a big difference because then I no longer waver on a decision once I've done it it's a yes Yes. there's no questioning myself
0: yes I love that they're waiting for the super clear answer to come Mm. through before you go for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. That's what so that's you. what I would say to her. <laughs> okay. Number nine, whose work and teachings have had the biggest impact on your life?
1: Rather than saying who has made the biggest impact on me, I'm just going to honor some of the many teachers that I've had. So from the many yoga teachers that I've had in my earlier years as a yoga teacher and training, Belinda Davidson, who taught me a lot about chakras and energy and connecting with my soul essence.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Joe
1: Dispenza, Eckhart Tolle, Miriam Williamson, Jane Hardwick-Collins, Dan Siegel, Bessel van der Kolb, Deepak Chopra, Dan Brouillet, like li- literally, literally. It's a very extensive list. I'm one of those people that actually has to force myself to stop studying and doing courses and taking on more skills. So yes. I honour all of them <laughs> and I'm so grateful for, even the one piece of beautiful teaching that they've passed on. Yes,
0: but again, I love that. I can't choose one. <laughs> I'm the same. Yes, as always. But as we evolve, like we, we find different things, different teachers that keep, you know, feeding our mind and our soul and everything. And I love that you mentioned Belinda Davidson because yes. I did her chakra meditation. I think for about four years, every day, and it was life changing. Just yeah, to be, able, yes, learning about my energy and and that's how I really developed how I feel energy so strongly now in my body was was her her work. Yes, and her book yeah. is incredible too. <clears throat> Prior to that, even
1: though I'd been a teacher, a yoga teacher for years, and I'd studied the chakras, I hadn't experienced them like yeah. I did with Belinda. So mm. she's incredible. Yeah, changing.
0: She is. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned her. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, number ten. Oh, I was always going to also just mention oh, yes. one other very important thing. I have to also honor my friends that are teachers. So all of my beautiful soul sisters who, in some way, shape, or form, have influenced me or uh, expanded my perspective or pushed me into a corner and forced me to see something uncomfortable or just provided me with love and unconditional support they're probably the greatest teachers of my life
0: yeah beautiful and my children same (laughs) the list is long everybody is my teacher (laughs) Pretty pretty much yes yes I love that okay number 10 the best healing tool or process that you have experienced
1: uh, again, different things at different times. So I found breath work to be very powerful, because it's mind blowing to me that people can travel the world and, for example, take ayahuasca or mushrooms or whatever it is, and yet with your your own breath, you can experience ecstatic states. You can connect to your soul. You can touch God. You can experience healing on an otherworldly level. You can facilitate your own powerful cathartic release. Or very simply, you can actually just clean up and realign your energy and shift how you show up to the world. I also love EFT. Again, it's free to do, you can do it on yourself. And you're working with your own energy to facilitate some really beautiful changes, reprogramming beliefs and clearing out wounds that you don't need. I love sharing the story that I was 42 weeks pregnant with my eldest and uh, the hospital was saying that they wanted to induce me. And I was really triggered about inductions at that time. And I remember sitting in my bedroom or my office at the time and doing a huge tapping session to clear my feelings about induction because I didn't want to be in such a negative mind frame about it because if it possibly happened, I could see that as a huge block to the process. So I did this incredible healing session on myself just tapping and I remember there was it was a full-on ugly cry like there was snot and tears and it was huge and I released so much about that and then I got up went off and headed out to an acupuncture session and my waters broke when I was there and I remember thinking I did this I I supported my body to open and release because I got rid of what was in the way And then the same thing almost happened with my son as well. I did another healing. He was 43 weeks and sitting there with all the stuff in the way. So for me, it's just anything that allows you to seeing healers are incredible. Being with a coach is incredible. I still need all of that support for myself. But when you can facilitate self-healing, I think that is where it's the most beautiful. So anything that you can do for yourself, I think is powerful.
0: Beautiful. And you're actually going to be leading us through some breath work and some EFT tapping as well, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I am. I'm going to take you through a little mini session that I do on myself every day.
0: Oh, yay. Your little um, daily ritual. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Shall we do that now?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank <laughs> I love just, you do we need right. i know
0: i'm getting ready do we need anything or just people just need to be in a quiet space or right. where they can close Sorry. their eyes or
1: Yeah, if they can sit comfortably with their spine erect, but also it's okay to lie down. It's not a big deal. If uh, you prefer to lie down, just making sure that your throat and chest are nice and open so you're not pressing down onto your chest and closing over and that you're feeling really open through your chest so that you can breathe well. Um, A lot of people prefer to be seated. Uh, With their spine up, up, so that's completely fine. Whatever, whatever works for you. I try to take a lot of the rules out so that it's not um, difficult to make it happen.
0: Nice. But if you're driving, we might need our hands for tapping, don't we?
1: Yes, I was about to say, please don't do this when you're driving. (laughs) Yeah. Please don't do this when you're driving. You can listen if you're driving, right? It's always good to listen and tune in. Then you can come back to it. But this won't take very long. And I'm just trying to give everybody something that they could possibly do on their own every single day, even if they have five or ten minutes. Okay, so I'll just have everybody to come into a comfortable seat, whatever that is for you. So whether that's reclining back or seated, just making sure that your throat and your heart and your chest are open and not restricted in any way. So when you're ready, just closing your eyes down and just allowing yourself to notice any points of tension in your body. So you just begin to scan from the crown of your head and all the way down to your feet. And when you hit a snag, a tight spot, a place where you're holding on, just take a breath into that area and soften. So for a lot of us, this can be the space between the eyebrows, around the eyes. It can feel quite tight, clenching through the jaw. So you can open the mouth a little, stretch and release the jaw. If their yawn comes from that, let that happen. I like to encourage people to double down on yawning. It's a really beautiful way to release stress and stagnant energy. Let the throat be soft. Unclench through fingers, let your arms feel heavy. Soften through your belly. So if you're holding and gripping through your tummy, try to release that. Let your thighs, knees, ankles and even your toes release and relax. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. So we're going to do three Deep breaths and sighing the breath out on the exhale. So we breathe in fully and sigh it out. So trying to add a little bit of vocal toning with that exhale. So using the sound here breathe in and out. And one more, just like that. Breathe in fully and deeply. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. Take it up. And exhale. And when you get to the end of that exhale, just hold your breath for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one, breathing again and out. So we're going to move into a really beautiful balancing stabilizing breath which is often called box breathing or square breathing. So in your mind's eye, bring the image of a square. You can color this square whatever color you like. We're going to focus on the sides of the square. So as you inhale up one side of the square count to four as you do. You're going to hold the breath at the very top as you travel across the top of the square and then you're going to exhale down the other side for four counts and you're going to hold at the bottom of that square. So I'm going to count you through this so we inhale for four, three, two, one and hold four, three, two one exhale four three two one hold four three two one inhale three two one hold three two one exhale three two one and hold. Three, two, one. So just continue in this rhythm. It's an inhale, a hold, an exhale, a hold. It doesn't matter if you want to increase the breath count, that's okay. Just ensure that all sides of your square are even. So that means it's four counts for each side, or five, or six. Just keeping it even and balanced. So this is a beautiful, beautiful shape for our breathing. It's very stabilizing and grounding and centering. The number four in numerology is a very earthy, grounded and stable number. So as you're breathing in this way, you're just noticing how your energy starts to sink downward. You come a little bit more into your body. If it helps you can keep your attention to your feet as well and if the count is too strong at four you can drop it down to three by three by three by three keep the breath flowing in through the nose and out through the nose and the hold is just a gentle retention so you don't want to feel like you're aching in your body desperate for a breath It's just a very gentle retention. In the more yogic traditions, this is called a kumbhaka. And a kumbhaka is said to hold a lot of power, this beautiful liminal space, this void in between. But from a more physiological perspective, holding, especially after the exhale, actually encourages your body to dump more oxygen into your bloodstream. So, it's a very powerful way to create more life force and energy inside. So, let's do two more rounds together. Inhaling, three, two, one, and hold. Three, two, one, exhale. Three, two, one, and hold. Three, two, one. Again, inhale. Hold. Exhale. And hold. And when you've completed that, take a deep breath in, long, slow, deep breath, filling up through belly, ribcage, chest. And sigh it out. (sighs) Again, breathe in, just starting to awaken the body a little bit. And let it go. One more like that, just starting to awaken your senses, come back even more into your body. If it feels good to stretch here, take your arms overhead, open up through the heart and the chest, you can do that. And what I like to do here before we transition into some tapping is actually just bring our left hand to our womb center if we're women, if we're men, we place the right hand onto the womb and the opposite hand to your heart. So we're just going to focus on these two points for a moment, breathe in and as you breathe out just gently press down onto these two points, just connecting to that space hand on your heart stays where it is your bottom hand comes up now and you're pressing onto your forehead so you're actually pushing down and you're quietly closing your eyes off with your hands breathing here and as you breathe out once again pressing down so this is somatic practice this is about connecting into your body we're doing something called a containment practice so your top hand on your forehead stays where it is now your hand on your heart comes to the back of your brain That's it. So now you're cradling your hand. Breathe in. And as you breathe out, squeeze inward as if you're trying to squeeze your brain. And exhale. Beautiful. Now both hands to finish. You're going to cup around your ears. Your fingers are holding the back of your head. That's it. Inhale. And as you exhale, press inward, squeezing your brain in. Contain, contain, contain. And exhale, release. Now keep your hands where they are and just bring your elbows together, chin to your chest and just feel that beautiful stretch through the back of the neck. Beautiful. Breathe in and breathe out. So you can slowly come up, releasing your hands down. And I'll just check in with you now, Alicia, how are you feeling?
0: Nice and relaxed.
1: Okay, beautiful. So we're going to just tap now, just do a couple of rounds of tapping on raising our vibration. So we've come into a really grounded state and now we're just going to give you just a little bit of a lift here so that you can move into the rest of your day, okay? So you just bring your hand and tap on the side here with your fingertips. It doesn't matter which hand and you can alternate if you wish to. So we're just tapping on the side of the hand here. Okay, just breathe in and breathe out as you tune to the energy here. I'm taking you guys through this practice just a little slower, but you can move faster if you need to, if you've only got five or 10 minutes. So we're going to tap on the side of the hand and repeat after me. So just say you are today feeling a little flat and tired or anxious. We're going to transition into a higher vibe state. So we can just say, I choose to feel high vibe today.
0: I choose to feel high vibe today.
1: That's right. And I deeply and completely accept myself.
0: And I deeply and completely accept myself.
1: I'm choosing to raise my vibration today.
0: I'm choosing to raise my vibration today.
1: And I deeply and completely love and accept myself.
0: And I deeply and completely love and accept myself.
1: I'm choosing to lift my energy and raise my vibration.
0: I'm choosing to lift my energy and raise my vibration.
1: And letting go of anything in the way of that.
0: And letting go of anything in the way of that.
1: And I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself.
0: And I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself.
1: And I know I'll be okay.
0: And I know I'll be okay.
1: Beautiful. Okay, so tapping on the crown of the head now. I'm just repeating after me. I choose to raise my vibration.
0: I choose to raise my vibration.
1: Great. Tapping on the inside of the eyebrow now. I'm raising my vibration.
0: I'm raising my vibration.
1: Beautiful. Outside of the eyebrow, I'm lifting my energy.
0: I'm lifting my energy.
1: Under the eye, and I'm clearing anything in the way of that.
0: And I'm clearing anything in the way of that.
1: Tapping under the nose, I'm releasing all stagnant, heavy energy.
0: I'm releasing all stagnant, heavy energy.
1: Under the lip, I'm releasing all of the emotions in the way of raising my vibration.
0: I'm releasing all of the emotions in the way of raising my vibration.
1: Beautiful. Tapping on the collarbone and I'm raising higher and higher.
0: And I'm raising higher and higher.
1: Into happy, joyful feeling states.
0: Into happy, joyful feeling states.
1: So, of course, anyone could add in whatever words or feeling states they wanted to add in there. Tapping under the arm, I'm raising my vibration.
0: I'm raising my vibration.
1: I'm tapping on the rib cage now, I'm choosing to feel amazing.
0: I'm choosing to feel amazing.
1: Yeah, crown of the head. I'm choosing to feel energetic and alive.
0: I'm choosing to feel energetic and alive.
1: Inside of the eyebrow. I'm choosing to feel grounded and calm.
0: I'm choosing to feel grounded and calm.
1: Outside the eyebrow. I'm choosing to feel productive and focused.
0: I'm choosing to feel productive and focused.
1: Under the eye. And I'm choosing to feel happy.
0: And I'm choosing to feel happy.
1: Under the nose. I'm choosing to feel higher vibration.
0: I'm choosing to feel higher vibration.
1: Under the lip. Because I deserve that.
0: Because I deserve that.
1: All the and so does everybody around me.
0: And so does everybody around me.
1: Under the arm. And when I feel good.
0: And when I feel good.
1: That ripples out and makes everyone else feel good too.
0: That ripples out and makes everyone else feel good too.
1: Let's see, rib cage. And that feels good to do that.
0: And it feels good to do that.
1: Great. Tapping on the crown of the head. I'm raising my vibration.
0: I'm raising my vibration
1: inside the eyebrow. I'm choosing to feel amazing.
0: I'm choosing to feel amazing
1: outside the eyebrow. I'm choosing to feel awesome today.
0: I'm choosing to feel awesome today.
1: Under the eye, like I've had a really big coffee without the shakes and the nerves.
0: <laughs> like I've had a really big coffee without the shakes and the nerves.
1: <laughs> under the <laughs> nose. I'm feeling amazing.
0: I'm feeling amazing
1: under the lip. And it feels good to know and that I can do this.
0: And it feels good to know that I can do this.
1: Collar bones, and that I can change the way that I feel.
0: And that I can change the way that I feel.
1: Under the arm, um, I'm raising my vibration.
0: I'm raising my vibration.
1: Ribcage, I'm choosing to raise my vibration today.
0: I'm choosing to raise my vibration today.
1: Okay, so just releasing the hands down to the lamp, palms facing down, making sure that your hands are grounding down. Just take a few deep breaths. So you can continue to tap as long as you feel to. Many of my clients will often say, "Uh, I don't feel those things though. I feel like I'm lying. I understand that. So what we're actually doing is working with, for example, positive affirmation as well as tapping into our energetic system so we can change that programming However, if there is something negative coming through, like I feel like crap and I'm really scared or I'm really anxious, actually tapping and saying those words will help to shift that and then you can circle back to more positive words if you wish. Okay? So to finish, this is how I always end. It's super quick and we just bring our attention to the crown of the hand and we just imagine a beam of golden white light. So I just like to imagine there's a column that's opened up and my crown chakra and just imagine this pulsating electrical energy starting to flow down into the crown chakra now this actually moves quite fast so you can see this light now pulsing and buzzing and flowing all the way down from your crown chakra to your third eye breathe in and breathe out see it moving down filling up into your throat breathe in and breathe out pouring down now into your heart breathe in and breathe out moving down now into solar plexus and sacral and base. Breathe in, breathe out. Now see that light rushing down through your legs, knees, into your ankles, your feet. Pause there for a moment requesting that Gaia receive this light and when you feel that opening from her, allow that light to earth down as far as you can imagine. So I visualize this light moving past the building, the concrete, the rock, the rubble, the soil, the ancient waterways, the magma, moving all the way down, down, down to the center of the earth, to Gaia. You can choose here to see a tree of life or a crystal or anything else that feels representative for you of Gaia, of Mother Earth, and just see that light entwining and wrapping around that, creating a very solid connection to the earth. And then as you breathe in, now you're bringing and drawing beautiful earthy energy from Gaia all the way back up, 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 up. So now you've created this loop from heaven to earth and earth to heaven, and you're looping this energy now. You're simply connected to the heavens and the earth. Take a deep breath in and exhale. <sighs> Bring your palms together, start rubbing your hands as vigorously as you can, feeling that heat there. Once it's really, 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 really hot, cup your hands to your closed eyelids. Breathe that heat in all the way through the back of the brain, down the brain stem, down the spine. Start to gently release your hands down as you crack your eyes open.
0: And there you have it. <sighs> amazing yeah, i can really see why mm, and i can see why you do that every day just like yeah. it's like a reset for your energy yes beautiful mm-hmm. um, yes the i work with the light every day so i love that you incorporate that in your practice and try and like like i love that that how was so simple but mm-hmm. you can feel it straight away like the light mm-hmm. um, the tapping when I had really bad anxiety was such a powerful tool for me, but it's something that I haven't really kept in my practice. So I love that that you showed us just a really sort of um, simple way to keep it in your daily practice to lift your vibration. Like it doesn't necessarily mean there has to be something wrong to use the tapping. Yeah. So I love that. And then one more thing I wanted to mention with the breathing is um, no matter how long you've been doing breathing for, like I've been doing breathing for years, but simply doing that box breath with you connected me to such a beautiful realization about this podcast is that just how good it makes me feel like we talked about before wanting to always learn and um, grow and so this way I get to connect with beautiful people who also expand my knowledge and we get to then pass that on to everyone else as well yeah so special
1: oh Oh, that's really awesome to hear that that's really awesome that's a gift for me thank you that's really special
0: Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today and have you share all your wisdom with us. Um, And all of your details, um, all of your offerings and how people can contact you are going to be in the notes below. And then also all the details about your amazing prize as well. So after this, I'm sure everybody is going to be wanting to get in there and work with you because you're, you just have such a wealth of knowledge.
1: Uh, it's, uh, thank you, thank you. I um, I have to say I feel like it's ancient. I, I feel like I've been here
0: many, many
1: thousands of times. So I feel like it's actually just been a journey of uh, Each year of my life is just activating something else that is already there. And it's challenging. It's challenging because sometimes it feels like there's so much that just wants to come up. So I really appreciate that. And my job is to learn how to disseminate slowly and carefully and integrate for myself as well because when it lands for me, it's fast. But then it's like, wait a minute, wait, sit with this for a bit, Claire. So thank you very much. It's been such a privilege to share this with you and to connect with you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you thank you for listening to the wings up angels podcast did you enter our instagram competition this week go to @wingsupangels for a chance to win an amazing prize if you liked this episode please subscribe and leave us a five-star review remember we all rise together so wings up angels it's time to fly